Welcome to the TFT Podcast, Theory for Turntables. I'm Matt, that's Ryan. Ryan, uh, you don't make me nervous. You know, Matt, if you host me right, I'll podcast for life. (laughs) On and on and on and on. (laughs) Um, We are talking about the uh, Swedish singer... Tuve Lu, which we, Tuve Lu. We, we just found out that that's how to pronounce her name. And if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking, uh, <laughs> you, you might know her as Tovlo. <laughs> Tov- or I would, I wouldn't say Tovlo because I don't know. That sounds like, that sounds like a candy to me. Like, yeah, like, like half a, of a, half of a Toblerone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> with, where you, so you, you break the stick in half so you only see half the name on the side of the box. No, uh, uh or I would, have said Tove Low. Um, right, right. So, uh, right, with her, her song uh, Habits Stay High uh, in the, the, uh, the top of the Billboard Hot 100. And so, yeah, we, it's, it's, I think as of the time of recording, I believe is at number four, if, if memory serves. Well, so it is, cl- it is climbing. It is climbing the Hot 100 is what it is doing. And it's right. I mean, yeah. And we sort of talked about and we sort of talked about her in uh, last week when we talked about leaning into the ukulele and our retrospective on, on Lord with um, our retrospective on Lord uh, alongside Megan Trainer. Megan Trainer's EP, and then the rest of the the top ten from the Hot 100. So it's a, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a really interesting. I think, I think both you and I responded to the single and thought that this would be an interesting, uh, an interesting avenue to go down for a lot of reasons. Um, but we, uh, we, um, I just completely lost my train of thought. In well, I think that, well, one thing that we are is an album oriented podcast. And so we're not uh, just talking about uh, Stay High, um, the, the single that is, is climbing the Billboard charts, but we're talking about um, the album uh, Queen of the Clouds. Which you can uh, find on all the streaming services. And, uh, and we, of course, will put our affiliate links to the vinyl version. Uh, on Amazon in, and we're very grateful for when you lose those. Use those. So go in and um, uh, Tove lose those. And the uh, uh, so go in and and give this give this record a listen. Um, it's longer than than I'm accustomed to, given that we did all these very short punk and post punk records. Um, yes. Well, so this is actually an interesting question, though. Um, so I, I was actually a bit curious about how long it actually is, um, uh, because uh, after at a, around the, I think, 15th or so track of the version that's available on uh, Spotify is is a, a remix of um, of of habits uh, of habits uh, parentheses stay high the single, which for me is uh, the red flag that we're in bonus tracks territory. Right. Um, and so, you know, it, 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 and we've talked about this a little bit in the past of what is the definitive version of an album in this uh, in this um, time where you um, often are streaming are, are just take what is given to you by the streaming service. Um, and, you know, I think because, you know, especially given the name um, of uh, our podcast that we've, uh, uh, you know, uh, privilege the, um, the, f- some, some element of the physical incarnation of the album. Um, what I did is went to, um, Amazon and looked at the track listing for the physical copies. Um, and there, there's not a specific track li- listing for the vinyl edition, but, um, for the, um, for the, the, 
uh, the CD, it is uh, listed as a 13-track album, um, with the last track being the first version of Habits, Stay High. Um, and so um, everything after Habits, um, I treated uh, in my listening as bonus material. Um, so, it, so that makes it a bit, uh, a bit shorter in terms of um, total length. Um, still a bit longer than a, you know, a Ramones album, um, but, uh, but a, a bit, quite a bit shorter than the kind of 18 to 19 tracks uh, that come up if you just search for this album uh, on, uh, on, on Amazon. So we'll, uh, we'll include the, um, the CD version of the, of the playlist in our Spotify playlist. Uh, so we, we go uh, and, and, and kind of curate and find um, the most real version of, uh, of, of Queen of the Clouds uh, for you. Yeah. So I I went to I went to Wikipedia and and did a similar thing to what you're doing and um the, the Wikipedia uh, distinguishes between a standard edition and a deluxe edition with bonus tracks uh and uh gives the standard edition as being tracks 1 through 15 through um, 15 yeah huh. through 15 so so the remix of Stay High uh oh wait hmm. no not the remix um Sorry, no, not the remix. Up through Stay High, then uh, This Time Around, and Run on Love, uh, hmm. which are not it, – it, Run on Love is listed as QOTC edit, but uh, I don't see another – I don't see that track elsewhere. So, like, the edit is – in what sense is it an, an edit if there is no authoritative – you know, version of it. Maybe it's from the earlier EP or something. And then uh, two more songs, Love Ballad and a remix of, of Stay High uh, being the being the bonus tracks. But yeah, it's definitely right. Like uh, it's this this has to do with novelty. Right. This has to do with um uh, digital distribution, right, and the the sort of need to fill multiple channels with with quote unquote content, right? You want to make it like uh, similar, but but a little different, kind of like drug manufacturers holding on to their patent for you know life saving med- medications and not letting it go generic by changing one tiny part of the molecule. Uh, and uh, and putting it out so that well you know on the radio is the radio edit and on the album is the album mix and on on uh, everything you know um, uh, every different channel has its own uh, has its own sort of sort of version but yeah it's it's so uh, even with those uh, tracks fourteen and fifteen um, Wikipedia gives the length of the album uh, as forty three minutes forty three and a half minutes. Uh, and then with the extra bonus tracks, 51 minutes. So I guess it's not that, I guess it's not that long. The, the structural thing that I found interesting about it though is that, um, you know, is that it seems to be broken up kind of into three movements yep. rather yep. than, r- rather than two each, you know, um, marked by an interlude, uh, by like a spoken word interlude, uh, that that they sounded like educational films to me, sort of, right? Uh, right. Or, or you know, some something like relationship advice from a from a like a radio personality or something like that. Um, but they are, you know, the sex, uh, the love, and the pain, um, which include which uh, culminates in "Stay High." If you take the the Amazon CD track listing as being uh, 
as being authoritative. So that's what you're going to get when you uh, when you go stream this record, uh, which you should do now and listen to it, all 43 minutes of it, or, you know, 36 minutes if you go 1 through 13. Uh, I'll say 30, we'll see you back in 36 to 51 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back after this, uh, after this message from our sponsor. Do you like green environment, sex clubs, and pop music? I like all of those things. Then go to Sweden. Wow, I heard that they were all awful misogynistic rapists, like the characters in the Millennium Trilogy, uh, and uh, did all kinds of terrible things to Lisbeth Salander. Nope, that's the other Sweden. (laughs) This is the amazing, the amazing green, healthy, yet also kind of dark Sweden. Come to Sweden, paid for by the Swedish Tourism Board. And we're back. So, um... Did you Okay, so like Sweden, I'm glad that Sweden is sponsoring us this week because I think there's a lot to say about Sweden mm-hmm. uh with this record. I think there's a lot to say about about pop music. So let let me start with a question if I Okay. <laughs> it is your it is your prerogative as host. Ryan is is Queen is Queen of the Clouds a pop record? Mm. Um, I think that that is, I, that, that was what I was thinking, um, a lot about as I was, as I was listening to it. Um, because, so, uh, because I, you know, I was thinking, uh, more broadly about where are, you know, in our continuous and multidimensional space, what part of that we're zooming in on either this week or in this in this in this quarter yeah uh, and and I think that you know one dimension of the space that we outlined last week was the um the synth guitar space right a, a synth guitar dimension um and again rather in though even though for the purpose of the playlist that I've made um they are they are discrete bins in reality I think that what we'll find is that there is a continuum um you know the albums that we'll discuss some may fall at uh, outer edges right this is you know this was on the new synths uh playlist and um falls pretty heavily on the synth side of that uh if not fully on this on the synths uh side um but i think that at least one other dimension that i was um thinking about was the one that was uh animated um a lot of our discussion a year ago especially kicked off by um your now infamous question of is the arcade fire an indie band right and that's the 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 indiness and popness um continuum which you know itself uh is you know breaks down and refracts in a number of different uh directions and so i think that I mean, I think what's interesting in your question is that you you asked if it is a pop record, um, and and I think uh, and 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 I think that you know what you imply there is that is the album a pop album, and I think that there's a you know I, I think there's a, a question there of whether pop album is a is an oxymoron um, because I think that it is yeah, definitely good point. Good point. So, Right, so that I think it is definitely um, is definitely an album, and is definitely constructed as an album, um, and 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 what we can talk about the structure of the album, um, 
and and uh and and you know specifically the grouping into the three um movements of the sex the love and the pain um and we so i think that that there is definite albumness there and because each of the sets of songs um that is in each of those movements um has a certain amount of um thematic uh, consistency and relationship with the other songs in that um, in that section uh, and with the little spoken word uh, intro. Um, so I think that there is is that that, that there is definitely the albumness is there. Um, and then in terms of of asking the um, the popness of it, um, I think that I mean I think that there, there's interesting ways to. Um, answer this question like in a um de facto sense there are pop songs on this record right that there is and then just by the fact that there is a song that is manifestly popular and and i think has not yet reached peak peak popularity is on this album um so there are there are popular songs on this album um and there are so so in in one element of popness of is it liked by many people Yes. Um, Then there's a second question of... Right. I was was thinking of two definitions of pop. One Mm -hmm. is a sort Mm -hmm. of operationalized definition that has to do with mass market popularity. And the other is an aesthetic definition that has to do with how the thing sounds and whether it fits into the continuum of of other things that that, I guess other things that have had mass market popularity. And it's I mean, they're sort of related, but 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 parallel uh, well, tra- tracks, you know? Well, exactly. And then I think there's like actually that second track breaks into two because I think that there are elements sonically where it is also is a, um, a it, it is pop that most of the songs that fit in here fit in with um, both contemporary um, music that could be either called electronic dance music or synth pop uh, or just even bubblegum pop um, and and I think that this is in part where the some of the Swedishness is or at least one element of the Swedishness um, whether it is um, you know the whether, whether it's Max Martin um, and and his role in kind of writing pop songs and kind of as a behind the scenes figure in pop songs or um, some of these other tent poles of Swedish pop um, that um, that crop up um, from time to time um, or pop up the you know the pop that pops up um, that you know that you interestingly as you go back through the history of of pop music you have every you know, maybe almost it's like almost every twenty years or so, uh, these these Swedish uh, pop moments that you have, you know, ABBA, you have uh, in in the um, in the seventies um, and and eighties to an extent, um, you have Ace of Bass in the nineties, um, and and you have um, a few moments uh, in 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 now and around now of. Um, of, of Icona pop and, um, and Robin. Um, and, and then in between a lot of those, there are also elements of, um, 
Swedish artists making music that sounds very similar to the um, uh, the Swedish music that gets very um, manifestly popular that um, but that are working in a um, in in a in a more independent space in terms of the um, the 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 way the actual production the record label um, and some elements of the creative uh, process and so I think. Um, so, so there's elements in terms of the sonic tradition that places with this within kind of pop or bubblegum pop or, you know, um, and, and, and kind of current aesthetically popular music, whether that is, is things like Iconopop or things like Katy Perry, um, kind of, uh, contemporary popular, um, music. Then there are, I think what's interesting is that there are, I think, and what, complicates it um is there what what i feel like um cuts against this pop continuum and kind of aligns with the album orientedness of this and and kind of something that feels more indie um is is the lyrical content which feels um is is more vulgar is more dark um is more kind of personally idiosyncratic than one would associate with um, um, mass per, mass market pop music, right? And so that um, these some of these switches that you know tend to one associates as being flipped all in one direction or another of some of the sonic elements and the mass popularity also lining up with singles orientation and a certain amount of cleanliness. Are, f- are falling out of ticket, right? There's, there's essentially a, sp- or, or out of line and, and there's kind of a split ticket. I guess because I'm a political scientist, I think of this as like a, a voting and kind of, you know, straight ticket voting of voting for, you know, the same party in presidential, congressional and local elections and, you know, ticket splitting being kind of picking and choosing. And there's a kind of interesting picking and choosing, um, in terms of, the what is which pop switches are thrown and which kind of more indie signifying switches are thrown um that i think connects um uh tuve uh tuve lu um more with uh lord um than with uh with other elements of um of of kind of the pop tradition um uh, which is is again the um the lyrical content and writing you know kind of lyric writing style and the um and the album construction uh which kind of um uh fit together so there's there's this interesting kind of um it, it, that it is um it is kind of indeed it it is it, it is kind of indeed pop um is, is how I would understand it, right? Yeah. That so, it, like, so a, a couple things. I mean, a couple like just signposts that we can situate ourselves uh, between. I, I before we uh, recorded this this afternoon, I uh, went back and watched um, the videos for Baby One More Time and uh, Oops, I Did It Again. Just because I mean, it's always it's always good to return to the classics. You know, it's always good to return to uh, the seminal works in any in any genre. And I think the presence of Max Martin is another one here. That's is another element here that's um, uh, that kind of adds the Swedishness uh, into those into those songs. And so, "Oops, I Did It Again" is to to a certain extent kind of empowering, right? In its in its lyric in its lyric writing, um, but. Uh, 
even even uh, Baby One More Time and Crazy sort of have a sense like it, it seems to be part of the pop aesthetic that it's, you know, that like it's not it's not actual despair. You know what I mean? Like my loneliness is killing mm-hmm. me, but it's not actually killing her. Right. Like and this goes back to like the Brill Building soundtracks with all this like, you know, very longing, uh, you know, love song kind of stuff with um you know we, and then like all kinds of like uh breakup songs that are you know i of course none are coming to mind right now uh but i think we've already established my brain is not working great today um but uh you know even so it's not that serious no one's actually going to die and if you watch the video for uh if you watch the video for habits um with her you know in the the like having sex in bathrooms and like making out in the back of cars and taking pills and drinking a lot and like stuff. It's like, Oh my God, she's actually going to die. Right. The, the idea, the idea of the hedonism is not that it's not that it's sort of fun and freeing and sort of uh, young and, and exciting and exuberant. Uh, it's, it's manifestly self-destructive, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's the, that's the thing that for me, almost the lyric content more than the, more than the audio production, though sonically too, um, Sonically, too, you you listen to uh, uh, Baby One More Time or Oops, I Did It Again. They sound like they're – and I realize they're old. They're 15 years old by this point. Um, Actually, on the video for – on the uh, uh, YouTube comments for Baby One More Time, there was the official Britney Spears Google Plus page commenting that Baby One More Time is about to hit its Sweet Sixteen. Um, which can wow. only mean one, which can only mean one thing, two more years till it's legal. But the, uh, you know, that these songs sound like they're cut from glass, you know, they sound like c- clean and precise and the, the electronics have sharp edges and are sharply defined. Right. And even like, you know, so there's not a lot of, not a lot of like wall of soundiness. There's not a lot of reverb and echo, you know, not a lot of, of, uh, kind of the, the kind of oppressive fog of electropop music. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, and I think this oppressive or, or shall we say a cloud, um, (laughs) Uh, of which of which one could be um, the queen, um, and and <laughs> I, I, no, and I, I'm I'm quite serious, right? That there are, I mean, I, I think we we might as well kind of start um, connecting this. I mean, I think the um, the the there's I really like the um, uh, the title Queen of the Clouds because I think it's uh, it's it's evocative in a lot of ways, and one is. I mean, I think it's interesting that it's it's plural, right? That it's clouds, because I think when once we talk about kind of the aesthetic, it feels more like a cloud or a fog rather than the clouds, which feel to be, um, you know, up up high, right? That are, are the fluffy clouds as opposed to clouds of any kind of smoke. Um, but I, I think that it is kind of evoking both the sonics and the, the things that make, that make you high, the, the, the things that are smoked, um, uh, as well as, you know, possibly 
again, if it were Queen of the Cloud, it would be about this album, you know, how well she has backed up her uh, her album uh, in in many distributed servers. Um, and 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 I th- but I think that that is there as well, right? That there's a lot of elements of clouds and cloudiness, um, and it's it's kind of. I mean, it's interesting that it's it, itself. There's there are meta clouds, right? That there that that there is semantic cloudiness around you know what uh, what it means to be the queen of the clouds, which then cements her. Certainly, it's it's self it's self um, perpetuating that like by kind of claiming to be the queen of the clouds, and and that being this fuzzy kind of thing, uh, and then backing that up with this kind of hazy music and and kind of um, talk of getting high uh, and and uh, and and uh, other types of self destructive behavior, kind of even without it being clear or because it is is not clear. Um, the uh uh it it, it 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 affirms itself um does that does that make sense as a, as a kind of interpretation of the project and kind of the album as a as as a whole i yes and d- did you think of sort of head in the clouds also as being something that like i mean d- to sort of being queen of the clouds like uh not um d- kind of impractical or something like that right like <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting, right? The, the, well, head in the clouds is, uh, kind of refers to almost like an academic or a a absent minded professor or someone who is at a high level of a, of abstraction, right? That's another way that one stays high all the time. Yeah, um, <laughs> like like I stay high all the time because I'm I'm thinking about concepts, right? Uh, and uh, I think that what's interesting is that that there is a head in the clouds element. Yet, part of what I think that separates this from some of the other pop songs that you're talking about are the level of of specificity, um, and and I think that that I think that that's part of the 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 specific images um, that that are throughout um, habits and throughout um, the album as a whole. I think lend it this sense of of being written by a person right and and the kind of being at least making a claim to be for real um and and kind of participating in that discourse because it it feels as if well because these spe- uh, specifics are here um of of eating dinner in the bathtub then going to sex clubs mm-hmm. um and then later um you know uh, getting the munchies and binging on all the twinkies um is a level that feels um you know that that I think that part of why it triggers the authenticity receptors um, is that one can it, it's evocative of specific experiences that it, it's a weird kind of generality through specificity, right? That that um, weirdly enough, the um, pop songs that just talk about my loneliness is killing me feel you know don't participate you know, by kind of starting from the generalness. Um, f- uh, feel less as if a person is is saying that, um, but because there these songs are peppered with details, it feels more like it's coming from um, like there's elements where it it's a where it lives in a bright eyes kind of space, right? Where the uh, a, where a singer songwritery kind of space um, where these details are part of a lived experience um, that are expressing a kind of certain amount of misery in this in this movement or um, in the earlier movement kind of um 
you know, infatuation, uh, lust, uh, and, and then, um, kind of, you know, love or kind of deep romantic engagement. Um, and, and that the deep throughout each of those, um, I think especially in one and three, the levels of details create this kind of sense of kind of, um, a songwriting perspective that again, I feel like connects in the pop landscape, um, really strongly to, um, to Lord. And, and again, part of what made, um, even though it, part of what made, uh, Royals really compelling and, and the rest of, uh, pure heroin as well. I had a Forbes article that I'm going to drop into the show notes. I found that one too. Uh, yeah. yeah. Cause it comes up when you Google mm-hmm. Tove low and it sort of talked about, uh, talked about, um, Oh, I forget who the second reference point was. Talked about Tuvelu uh, as being a um, an amalgam of Lord and uh, and then what he said. Uh, this particular reviewer, uh, whose name was Nick Mesite, uh an amalgam of that, and then some of the like the forgettable electro pop style pop music from from last year, I guess. Uh, I guess, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily have Lord's not the first place I go when I, when I think about Tuve Lu, you know? Um, no, not, not sonically. I yeah. mean, I think, uh, because, but yeah, uh, and you were making that you were making the, the connection more, you know, with respect to the lyrical content and to kind of a, a certain tick for a, a certain tick for crystallizing like particular images and stuff. Yeah, definitely. And, and again, and also the, the, um, album oriented intent as well, um, I think is a, is a, a, a similarity, but there are most, uh, in most other elements, um, um, this is much more of a kind of that there that there uh lord is not really in a cloud space um so well right like she is she is a queen of a different domain yeah um, no than, she's, than a, she's domain of the clouds oh uh, she's the queen of the bees right <laughs> right exactly <laughs> right um right exactly i think that i mean i think i want to uh, to to turn to something else i think in terms of thinking a little bit um about um uh, about thinking about this album um and i want to you know return to something that you said i mean well, well i guess I'll, I'll actually i'll ask you a question so we just uh have it on on record as opposed to be in the uh the back channel um matt did you like this album i liked i liked parts of this album mm. um so you I mean could you say that it's not the prettiest you've ever seen but it has its moments <laughs> it has it, it has its moments <laughs> yeah and on I the guess- and and on the good tracks, it's charming as fuck. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I mean, like, it's really like, as, as far as like enjoying it, I, I also like, there's another thing about, about pop music, right? It's something that you can go to for enjoyment, for mm-hmm. sort of unselfconscious uh, enjoyment. I mean, not that you and I do that anymore. You know? No, no, no. We're here in the pop, the pop salt mines. Yeah, we, we have a podcast that has been recently rechristened Theory for Turntables. You know, we, uh, we don't enjoy music. We are either interested by it. We, you know, we appreciate it. But um, it was really... Well, sorry, go ahead. It go was ahead. really mostly the first third um, mm-hmm. of the record, like... Uh, like and and profound and and the sort of profound strangeness in a certain way of my gun and like I'm young and talking body. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, like, that trifecta is, is – is, and I think we should zoom into that in a, in a second because I, I agree that that is what um, – you know, I was a little bit interested in, uh, in, in Tuve um, uh, from the single and then I, I threw it uh, through the album in my new synth playlist and was walking around listening to it and that first – those first – three tracks really um grabbed me uh and and were both interesting and fun and like you said there was this strangeness um but also kind of catchiness in all three uh and then there's a bit of a lull in the in the middle um kind of mostly following uh moments and i think that i mean i think that part of why i was kind of pivoting on moments um on our way to i think the interesting part of the album why i asked the question is that i do think that moments in a way is a is in part a commentary on a on the pop album right that um that you know few pop albums um are pop uh, are, are the best album you've ever heard but they have their moments um and and i think that uh this kind of you know statement of 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 her kind of you know, putting her, her herself out there and kind of who she is um, is an interesting amount of both engaging in some of these indie discourses of here's who I am, here's where I'm from, right? I'm from a nice place, a nice green place in Sweden. Um, uh-huh. But like, I love the freaks and I don't care if you're a wild one. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm not claiming to the, be the best. I'm not claiming to be perfect. Uh, but I have my moments um and i think that that I, I think that that idea of like there are high points and there are low points uh both you know as i think there's one level of that is is interesting as a kind of discourse on the self but i think that there's also a bit of a um you know a mission statement about the album as a whole and kind of pop albums and this kind of album oriented pop uh aop um that uh that that i think that um that 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 she is following into and and she did deliberately make an album sure yeah um that i mean and it's sort of it's sort of interesting though right like she made a single first uh, right, because the the one of the things I learned from the Pitchfork review and that it's been echoed is that uh, in some of the other editorial stuff that I read is that uh, Habits was released actually before Lord uh, hit. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, uh, maybe not before Lord's EP, before the Love Club Love Club EP. Because remember, we liked Lord before she was cool because yep. we re- we read BuzzFeed. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, uh, but that this this really has been kind of a sleeper, which is astonishing in the world of pop music these days, right? That that something like that is possible, where it seems like you know these things uh, uh, kind of come are are so heavily exploited and then just sort of die. Um, Ella, Ella, a a a. And I mean, you know, you've never heard that song again, right? Like uh, that, that it took a year plus for this to kind of reach the level of popularity. I mean, I wonder if that has to do with it coming from a different market uh, than the U.S. market, right? Yeah, I think that's definitely um, possibly part of it is that there is a kind of single release for a European market um, and then um, and kind of idiosyncratic uh, picking up on radio stations. Um, and, you know, I mean, there are ways in which 
that does echo the the Lord uh, rise, and you know the the Pitchfork review also mentions Iconopops. Um, I love it as being that as well. Is that there is a kind of initial um, push of it, and then it coming um, kind of becoming a big hit much later, um, and then uh, Disclosure's uh, Latch, which we mentioned briefly. Um, last week um uh in the context of sam smith is another case of this and i think an earlier case that ha- is is a maybe uh, is slightly different than these other kind of slow burn singles um is uh is mia's paper planes which was released about a year before it broke uh and it broke though in part b- uh, because it was used in um in in a uh, in in the trailer for Pineapple Express, and I guess that is similar to the point though that's made um, in the the Pitchfork review, which is that you know sometimes things get released as singles and don't make a hit as single in the first time, but you know get incorporated into something, into advertising in many cases uh, or other types of kind of ambient interstitial um, music, um, and then there's now several songs that start this way that then either slowly gain momentum or kind of get latched onto in in a moment and and i don't know if the dynamics of this are well understood of the the kind of relationship between kind of advertising and kind of ambient use commercial use um let's say like commercial non-radio use of um of pop songs um kind of virality and then a second round of of marketing uh and pushing and i i don't think we have a good theory or um, empirical evidence on the sequence of those three um in songs like habits um uh i love it and um and 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 latch uh, and paper planes, and, but I think that these are there's a way in which these singles are of a, of a piece there, um, and I think you're right though that it's is it's interesting that it, I mean it's an interesting contrast to Megan Trainer who um, you know had what led with a single and then cobbled together a a EP enough to kind of you know to 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 kind of support that single um and i mean we'll see maybe we'll be surprised and um and megan trainer will go in the aop direction but i mean most of our our diagnosis and and um analysis last week uh you know indicates that that that's not the case and not necessarily the um direction and it certainly did not feel like title i mean there was a there was a certain amount of thematic um unity to uh uh to to the title ep um but i feel like that 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 feels like it's coming from a different place um well it's interesting i mean there's a let me connect up a a couple things right like i i wonder if if you know i don't know like i i often try to do like a, a historically um, based reading of of what gets popular when uh, and Pete Fenzel over uh, overthinking it colleague Pete Fenzel is is usually uh, there to point out that like you know Matt people have been anxious about like the state of the world before right like they're not especially anxious about the state of the world but uh, but I think that last year was not the right time for habits right last year was the right time for royals um, there was sort of a triumphal mood but when when you have a uh, 
you know, uh, a summer, like just, uh, you know, sort of a, a terrible news summer with, um, you know, beheadings and with all kinds of like geopolitical stuff and, and a great sense of, of insecurity, right? Like that, that seems to be permeating the first world culture. Well, there are two ways you can go with that. Right. One is one is you can sort of reaffirm traditional values. Right. You can like double down on give me that title, title, title. Right. Because if if you give me that title, 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 uh, it will allay some of my anxieties about uh, my uncertainties about the world and and my place in it. Uh, I have a title. I have a thing. I have you know, I'm I'm uh, solid. Um, another thing you can do is, is, uh, eat dinner in the bath club, bathtub and go out to sex clubs, right? You can, uh, go, excuse me, go the other way, um, entirely and try to sort of numb the pain and try to sort of, uh, you know, get rid of it. Um, the, uh, get rid of it through sort of self-destructive behavior or through kind of, um, through like, uh, short-sighted, uh, things to give, um, short-sighted things, but right. Like, um, I, I don't know. I, I like to think of Megan Trainer as being the, as being the, um, other woman that she compares herself to on, I like him young, right? Like, are you, mm-hmm. are you just bad that, because, you know, the guy who gave you that title that like, you know, you believe in all your evolutionary psychology, right? Like women are desirable for, for their baby making potential. And that maxes out at 17 and the men are desirable for their, uh, you know, stability providing, and that never maxes out. So, you know, I want, right. Like, give me that title, 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 right? Like she's singing to an older man, right? Right. Uh, right. She's got to be a man, a man who has a title to confer. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like no one, no one her age has a title. They, they don't even have a job. Right. And right. the, uh, um, and so, so, but here's like, uh, like I'm young and it, it starts out transgressive. Like, Hey boy, you're too young for me. Uh, but I don't care. Cause you're all I see. I like I'm young. I like I'm young eyes wide. You're so naive. Uh, thinking no one knows better than me. So, I mean, this is sort of, this is interesting because it's a sort of reversal of the, you know, of the kind of like experienced man, uh, innocent, like innocent and desirable because innocent woman um, thing. There's a, I'm not sure if I've brought this up before on this podcast, but there's a bit in in Edith Wharton's Age of Innocence that I I think about, uh, that I think about a lot uh, when something like this comes up, where uh, it talks about Newland Archer, the the protagonist of the novel, um, looking forward. He's about to get married, and and honestly, I just think of them as as Daniel Day Lewis and Winona Ryder because uh, the Martin Scorsese movie is really good. Daniel Day Lewis is going to marry Winona Ryder, uh, and in the book, the character uh, thinks about the the lordly pleasure, and that's the quote, right? Like lordly pleasure. He's going to take in in slowly, right? Not too quickly, not to shock her, but sort of slowly unfolding the mysteries of the world uh, oh, to her, nice. slowly opening opening her mind. And this song just turns that sort of on its head uh, entirely, right? Like um, thinking no one knows better than me, and like and Tuve uh, taking pleasure in that in that feeling, right? Like. 
that she's going to be uh, uh, that she's going to be sort of looked to as an authority. Um, but uh, so, but then when you get to the chorus, right? I like him young. I like him young. Young like me. Oh wait, <laughs> hold on. Maybe this is not as transgressive as you know as she thought. Maybe she's talking about an age appropriate relationship. You know, maybe she's talking about uh, like you know not not hitting on dads at the playground like she does in her in her um in uh, habits, in yeah. habits yeah yeah in and that's by the way in the pain section of the album right right in, <laughs> like presumably like a couple iterations of relationship down like this maybe this is actually this sort of uh you know uh, uh envisions a relationship with some sort of a normative force right that like right. uh you know yeah you're you're young like me um and which is which is too young right it's it's in fact young like me and too young are the same thing sure. right that um and because that's engaging with a a kind of um a discourse about what is what is age appropriate and kind of um and and saying no in fact older than me is too old for me uh and so i and 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 that there is something transgressive, not just in you know, and so that you know, it's it's an interesting idea of by by highlighting this idea of being too young for me and and leaning on the tropes of the kind of older, experienced male and a younger female, um, that in some ways. Um, you know, being kind of young like her itself is transgressive. I guess it also plays on this trope, though, uh, of the idea that um, that, is, that is out there that women um, mature faster than men as well, right? That and so that there's, uh, I think, another possible way to read that is that by being young like her in terms of age, it's still like like too young for her. In terms of a level of um, of of maturity, so there's this, this interesting like kind of working through of of kind of you know whether it's of differentials in terms of um, kind of of maturity and of of status um, and uh, and and I think that I mean I think one thing that kind of brings it all together uh, is in uh, is is later in the song right where I think it's in the in the second uh, uh, pre um, pre chorus that was. Um, you know, they say they don't care, uh, but I I can tell you're lying because we're all slowly dying, um, right? And that 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 you know, at a certain point, I guess, like we're all young in the same way, uh, and we're all old in the same way because we're all going to die, right. <laughs> um, and that that is some like you know, again, um, you know, thinking about ways in which this is or is not um, poppy uh, is 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 some uh, real some some real talk. Yeah, that's uh, re- right. That's real talk, right? Like the the um, the specter of death, right? The sort of the specter of the grave is always hovering over those. Like, let's have a good time uh, songs, right? Right. Um, that uh, you know, and it's it's to his coy mistress, right? Like the grave's a fine and private pra- place, but none, I think, do their embrace. You know, the the idea that like let's get it on now because we're going to be you know you're going to be dead before you know it. Um, but it's it's unspoken, right? And like right. the the particular transgression in like speaking it, right? This the particular right, and that's creepy Sweden, right? That's not yeah, yeah that's yeah. not like happy universe 
universal healthcare Sweden. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's like that's creepy Sweden. And I do feel like creepy Sweden is there even in the in the album cover as well, and in just her presentation there with dark hair and dark mascara and um, the bangs covering one eye. Right, that there is kind of creepy Sweden. Um, and kind of you know heavy metal Sweden and uh, and and kind of underground Sweden is is also converging and and sex club Sweden right uh, is converging with pop Sweden and and IKEA Sweden uh, and, uh, and 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 uh, and and fun Sweden right and that and that there is a and these are are kind of engaging with each other uh, in, in in interesting ways um, and I think that that and I think that that also really um interestingly um uh transitions into the next song um talking body which i think is really interesting as yeah. well um because it's um because i think it, it, it interestingly i mean there's a it's a weird it's really interesting right because it also engages in a discourse about lifelong commitment but rather than um rather than than being um uh, about give me that title, right? It's it's give me that. It's not even give me a body. It's it's um right. So if the, if you look at the course is now if we're talking body, you've got a perfect you got a perfect one. So put it on me. Uh, swear it won't take you long. If you love me right, we fuck for life. On and on and on. Um, and it's kind of the and and so it's an interesting vision. Um, and when you start really uh, 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 parsing it of um of of putting it on me um and and uh and and i haven't fully parsed this but it feels very different than give me that title um and and in part because what is being what what is being referred to uh, you know a title a sense of socially conferred status uh and it's being given it's 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 asymmetric whereas you know putting in terms of verbs to choose put putting the body on me is relatively more relatively less hierarchical um there's a lot of other uh in terms of thinking about kind of um uh, of 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 kind of what it, what is conveyed in terms of power dynamics i think this is is kind of interesting there's at least a, a kind of you know if if um I like him young was asserting at least in the first verse an element of kind of of, of flipping a hierarchy but then was moving towards something that was more you know it was was being revolutionary just to be egalitarian then this I feel like is living in a bit in that kind of egalitarian space uh-huh. um of an egalitarian relationship that then is sustainable because it is is equal right is 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 and is about kind of a, a you know appreciation of of bodies that are going to die um and so i think that there's an interesting i i think the songs um form an interesting pair together sure uh i i can't hear uh on and on and on without thinking like down in jamaica they got lots of pretty women steal your money and they break your heart right like you know that song no, I don't know if I do. Wait, what song Down is that? Jamaica, they got lots of pretty. It's called "On and On." Uh, it's it's just the most famous song I know. Uh, um, it's it's just the the most famous song I know with that lyric, and I can't think of it. I can't think of that lyric without thinking thinking about it. Maybe because my my mother sang it to me uh, a lot when I was when I was younger. The uh, and the chorus is on and on. She just keeps on trying, and she smiles when she feels like crying. On and on, on and on, on and on. 
uh, and it was, um, you know, I don't know who recorded it. Uh, Metro Lyrics has it as as Stephen Bishop. Um, so the 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 you know the idea. I mean, the idea here, I, and I wonder how much of any of this is being imported into the song, is that the, the you know, uh, that this sort of, these, this heartbreak is just sort of one, one goddamn thing uh, after another, um, right? Like, the, that all you can do is kind of, is kind of persevere in that. And the, the in Talking Body, um it's uh it's more a it's more a promise like the good times are going to go yeah. the yeah. good times are going to go on and on and on and on and on but that's i mean that's given lie lie to by the you know by the grim reaper standing with his scythe poised just over the bed or the, well, I, or the toilet well, stall well, or the back the of the thing. limo well, well, it's like, if you love me right, we fuck for life. But if not, if you do not love me right, uh, I eat dinner in the bathtub. <laughs> we, um, right? There's another path, right? There's a conditional that is, that is, um, that is put there. Um, and so it's not, you know, like, here we are, we fuck for life. It is, in fact, um, there, there's, there's a, there's, there's a there's a kind of a, 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 another side of that bargain to be upheld um and then as as the album progresses um at least the story that's being told it is not upheld right um yeah and, wh- and that's where you get to the pain what uh what happened to the pain to the pain um <laughs> oh god um the uh i also i misheard the lyrics i can't remember uh I can't remember what I thought they were, but but uh, because of the way the rhythm goes, the chorus starts. Now, if we're talking body, you got a perfect one, so put it on me. And uh, I guess I wasn't looking at the. Uh, I guess I wasn't looking at the phone, right? Like getting the lyrics or getting the song titles. So I uh, I, I didn't realize that this was the 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 uh, title of the song. I'm, I wasn't sure what what it was. Did you hear B A W D Y? If yeah. we're talking body, <laughs> yeah, or something, it was something like that. Like <laughs> the, uh, the body talk of the sailors, <laughs> yes, of the stevedores down on the docks. Um, I mean, yeah, so sort of in a way, like talking like body is uh, talking about body is like dancing about architecture, right? Like you know, hmm. let's stop. Don't don't talk about body. Like put it on me, you know. Uh, so the the it's almost like if you're talking if we're talking body let's stop talking and do something else besides talk. Yeah, I think that's I think that's another way of putting it that there's a a pragmatic orientation. Uh, <laughs> so so to speak, there's a bit in Inferno where like one of the damned lovers uh one of the pairs of lovers um uh got got seduced by reading a book together on a bench in the garden or something like that and there's there's this great little moment of dante being dante where it's like uh where it's relating the story of the the seduction and it's like and then we set the book aside that day we read no more in it right (laughs) (laughs) you know and and uh uh yeah so why why talk body when you can when you can fuck for life right 
Right. No, I think that's, I think that's, um, exactly there. And I mean, I think that's, you know, in some ways, right. And I think that's actually the difference between a, a, you know, to, to, to come back full circle, you know, the, the singles oriented, um, pop, you know, if, if, um, and it's, there's a good chance, I don't know what the other, uh, the singles will be from this. I feel like there will be others. Um, I, I feel like especially in that first, uh, third, almost any of those could be singles. Um, that when when you have the single you know you can you know you hear it cropping up again and again or you you kind of listen to um the youtube video again and again and 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 you kind of stay there but that as in the album it marches forward in the way the sequence that you are dictated and i think there's a choice that rather than being songs about you know the the love uh or about um you know going on and on and on in fact you get marched through um the specific vision that is one much more of kind of decay or 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 loss or separation um and and i think that that is a is a very different kind of artistic orientation than one that lives only in the um in 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 this realm of kind of the of 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 the body talk you know uh it might be time for the uh decay loss and and um separation of this we're, we're in the part of the we're, we're, we're in the part of this podcast that is known as the pain <laughs> the pain yeah and it's the part it's the part where it ends um so uh let us know what you think of tuve lu and queen of the clouds we are uh tft podcast on twitter and we are also on on facebook at the tft podcast there's more activity going on in both of those places recently we're we're uh Glad for that and glad for all the interaction that we've been having with people, uh, with listeners through those channels. Um, you can also leave a comment on the show notes for this episode and tell us what you think of uh, Tuve Lu and of Queen of the Clouds. Um, you know, just don't talk body and don't talk body either. Neither, neither one. Family-friendly comments only. Uh, no, that's, that's ridiculous. Um, so we'll be back with more uh, TFT podcast. And uh, whether we are digging in the dirt with Lord, whether we're up in the clouds with Tuve Lu, whether we are in the 1950s with Megan Trainer, uh, one thing is always true. Uh, it's been real. <laughs>